0: Medellin refers to a time when one group controlled every aspect of the drug trade, providing a measure of order that we could control. And until somebody finds a way to convince 20% of the population to stop snorting and smoking that shit, order is the best we can hope for.
1: folks welcome to the man cave movie review the podcast that reviews the good the bad and the ugly of movies for men this is episode 218 and today we're going to be talking about Sicario this great and fantastic film stars the moderately attractive Emily Blunt James Brolin and Benicio del Toro I'm your host Steve Michaels and joining me is my good and dear friend Ken Hey, yeah, I got some cheap insulation
2: for sale, running I was interrupted at dinner and told I ought to be here. <laughs> well, Ken, go ahead and finish your dinner. <laughs> oh, God.
1: That's rustic. <laughs> and also joining us is Jeff. Uh, you know, cigarettes will start your growth. Muncie. <laughs> Thanks.
3: Thanks, Steve. Um, you know the, uh, the the name of this movie. Well, <clears> it <throat> will be re- revealed later. But um, in Spanish, uh, Steve, if there was a movie about your life, um, it would it would be something uh, pronounced similar to Perdedor. It means loser in Spanish.
1: Oh, is that it? Okay. That's just just clarifying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> right. I've always said if I had feelings, they'd be hurt. And also joining us is our other very good, dear friend, the Reverend Deuteronomy Skags.
4: You know, we're right here, you know, Jeff's intro, I always think, you know, just lay back, baby, let it happen. Just <laughs> lay back, just let it happen. <laughs> oh my
3: God. I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I let out a, a very, a very loud chuckle in the movie theater when that <laughs> Did you see Bob
1: Knight in that picture somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> in that interview? No. Yeah, that that was. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, there you go, folks. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Sicario, and this is a uh, 2015 movie. Um, and the uh, well, I'll just give you the the basic IMDb. Uh, intro to this actually we were going to do I was bringing I was going to bring Deb out of retirement uh to do an intro for this one but you know what it, it, it uh, it's not a bad thing about the movie this movie just did not lend itself to a good intro at least not one that our um creative minds could come up with but anyway uh the intro to this uh great and fantastic film is uh, an idealistic FBI agent is enlisted by a government task force to aid in the Escalating War Against Drugs at the Border between US and Mexico. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, man, this is this is a this is a tough movie. I mean, it's it's very well it's very well done. It's shot um excellently. I mean, man, I really want to get into the thing. And Jeff, um, again, I know you're big on cinematography we have to talk about cinematography in this movie. Uh, Remind me at some point we, we have to talk about it because I think this movie is beautifully shot.
3: It, Uh, it, we will talk about it. It's, it's part of, it's what, there's two things that we need to really touch on that we haven't really done well, I think in the last uh, 96 episodes (laughs) and it is cinematography and, um, and, and, and sound.
1: well, I've got issues with the sound in this movie. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm interested to hear what your issues are because well, my issues are I can't hear a goddamn thing they were saying half time. I had to amplify the clips of all these clips because I mean, it just was like, what? I mean, I don't even. There were times where they'd be talking like, I have absolutely no idea what the hell they said because it's like they're talking like this. I can't, I can't hear you. Speak up. Oh.
3: I guess when I'm referring to sound, I mean more of the soundtrack, the music, the score, if you want to call it that. Yes,
1: yes. The score, everything. Yes, that's fantastic. But uh, yeah, let's get into that. I I definitely want to talk about that. I want to talk about cinematography, but let's talk about this movie. Ken, I think you were the one that mentioned this one. You wanted to, you really want to talk about this. I mean, was there, I mean, you seem to,
2: because you brought this up a while ago. And... Yeah, I had seen this. Oh man, a year ago okay. when it first got on cable, uh-huh. and I saw it, and it was streaming back then. So I thought I threw it out there, you know, to do it, and we put it on the list. I mean, yeah. we talked about doing it. It just stuff got in the way, and you know, schedules got changed, and it's sort of been lurking back there. But right. you know, I had heard about it. Uh, it was up for awards. It got a lot of very good reviews. And it covers a heavy subject. It's not a, it's not a happy movie. It's a pretty dark movie. Uh, it's about a rough topic, and it's done in a, you know, a brutal. I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot of brutality in this movie. Uh, they don't they don't pull any punches. Now something I got thinking of after I saw it, and I'm trying to think. Okay, what I'm going to say about it the uh, your review tonight. In a way, this is the modern version of Clear and Present Danger. Yes. For those those of you that have seen Clear and Present Danger, the you know Tom Clancy uh you know, novel and story starring Harrison Ford, where you know Harrison Ford, there's a Elite team of commandos sent down to Columbia to you know take care of the cartels. It's all illegal and hush hush. And well, this is pretty much that same plot, only modern day, where Josh Brolin plays the William Defoe role, mm-hmm. and nobody's playing Harrison Ford because the Harrison Ford role is still back in Washington somewhere, just you know drinking gimlets or something so uh, i thought it was well done the things you all said i there is times i'm just going like this is a beautiful movie you know lots of scenes are just very well done i like the scenes that are just like aerial photo scenes i mean i i it, it helped me put into place okay where who's who's where and what's going on thought it was very well done uh I can have some issues with, you know, the realism of it in some ways, or the heavy-handedness of it. Uh you know, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of unbelievable. You know, the the whole premise of like, well, yeah, we're gonna have a massive shootout and kill dozens of people with you know regular squad level firefight in the middle of a city, and nobody'll notice it at all, and they'll never get, you know, no, I I don't buy that quite, but that's my opinion. So what you know, I'll I'll step back and uh hand it off to somebody else. And I'm interested to see what you guys thought, because you know, when I recommended it, I wasn't recommending because I thought it was like the most awesome movie ever, but I thought it was very well done for what it was doing, and I didn't think it was getting the attention from a lot of guys like us. I think it's sort of is this sort of out there and hopefully by doing this podcast we might uh you know inspire somebody to check it out and they might like it okay uh jeff thoughts hey thanks steve
4: um i
3: um i actually went to the movie theater um and watched this um it was not on the plan at the time i was en route to uh king's island and the um that day got rained out. And so we were doing an overnight. It was like, well, we could, we could go to King's Island the following day. What are we going to do today? And it was, we'll you'll see a couple movies. And, um, of the two movies we went and saw that day, this was one of them. Uh, the lovely wife got to pick one and I got to pick the other. Um, and so, and I, you know, I'd seen the previews and I thought, you know what? It looks like an interesting show. Um, and I, I was, I, it, it, I was impressed with the movie. um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great things about the movie there and I'm interested I'm interested to hear I w- I want Ken to um, talk a little bit about his issues here soon with with some of the things that are in the movie I mean clearly um, you, you know it it um, it is it, it it is heavy with uh, with with the politics. Um, And and it was, this was not, not well received at all in Mexico Um, because it, it, it paints a pretty, I don't, I don't think Mexico denies it uh, you know, the, the picture that it presents, but there was a time period where um, Juarez was um, it was a war zone and, um, and this movie it, it, it's telling, it's just, it's telling a possible scenario doesn't Doesn't based on true events. Doesn't doesn't even hint to that. It's this is just a story, and I don't think this is this story is any more far fetched than any other action show out there. I, I I will always throw this out there. When have we ever heard in the news at any point about these running gunfights between pick your governmental agency around the world? um, where people are you know chasing you know people through the streets and shooting up things and running over grocery stands and you know going down ski slopes and um you know and shooting at each other you don't this never happens you don't hear about this stuff um you know James Bond is far more far fetched than 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 what this movie I think tries to present but we we give that a a good air of um of of um uh, Likability, um, but I mean, even like the movie Heat, you know, we we don't see these stories typically. You don't see these giant firefights with guys being dragged through the city and uh, you know, countless people being shot left and right. Um, you know, that's not what goes on. Similarly, the events in this story may or may not happen, but it's telling an entertaining story, and I the there's three prominent actors in this movie and it's this it's it's interesting how there there is equal weighted story between them there's interplay between them but they have their they also have their own things going on it's 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 kind of fascinating to me how you have a story about that stars three people but they all three are together but have their own thing going on and i really enjoyed that but um Steve I'm glad you brought up just some of the things that uh, the you know the, one of the things that I, I enjoy about movies is just how visually how well do I like it um and and the the thing that really that really impressed me about this movie is is the uh, is the soundtrack which mm-hmm. uh, I mean to me it elicits emotions it elicited emotions out of me that, that don't happen that often. I mean, it, it, the music really just kind of sucked me in and put me in certain, um, uh, kind of a certain mood. Um, and, and I really, I really enjoyed that about the movie, but I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of things you guys liked and didn't like about the movie.
1: Brian, your thoughts. Uh, Mike's on
4: mute. (laughs) There we go. I just, liked I just liked all the shooting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can give it any, any easier than that. You know? I just like it. People blow it up, blow it up real good, uh, so to speak. But no, I, I, uh, I'd never seen it before. Uh, and uh, I, I, I honestly, I just like some of the bits and pieces of the movie. Like, I liked it when they first went across the border and she's in the room. And by the way, I did not like her at all. <laughs> One friggin' bit. I'm like, somebody just blow her ass up, and you know, <laughs> and have somebody else sign the paperwork because she's a pain in the ass. Get her out of here. Sorry, because <laughs> I'm like, these guys got a job to do. She's fucking. Oh, I don't want to get be- oh, me in that. Yeah. All right. that's all right. But I, I mean, these guys are just operators. They're like, okay, we got this job to do. You know, here, here's how we're going to do this. And so, were those Delta guys? Because I thought I heard him say Delta at one point. The operators.
1: Well, that, that's really what this whole thing goes back to. You've got... And that's really kind of goes back to the premise of the movie. And you really don't start finding out until, like, really the end. It's like, mm-hmm. why were they bringing the FBI on this? I mean, because she was basically, you know... Uh, uh, what, what, what was her expertise? Kidnap? Rescue? this type of thing. I mean, the whole thing was, is I think you get to a point and I've got some clips, I've got some clips that are going to explain all this out is it gets to the point where the U S government says we have laws in place that are not going to allow us to win the drug war. There's all there, there are ways we can circumvent those laws By allowing to bring in the CIA and to bring in the military, because the military is not allowed to operate on U.S. soil. Except if they're working in conjunction with a domestic law enforcement agency. I bring you the FBI. (laughs) And they talk about well, don't
2: this, don't go giving away the yeah. whole
1: plot. Line. Well, I'm I, well, I'm gonna. There's a little bit of it there, but that's part of the problem is that you see that throughout this show. She is basically said, "We're we're bringing you on to this interagency operation," and the whole time she's like, "What are we doing? I have absolutely no idea what's going on." They're just, and and the whole thing is just like, sit back enjoy the ride just pay attention to what's going on and she has no idea what's going on and the whole purpose of having her there is careful plot point
2: yeah so well, i i will the, say a thing i uh, liked about it was the fact that for half the movie she is like you said she's just befuddled and confused and yeah. out of the loop and just like she's a butt monkey i mean they just like keep her off the side yeah. and, you know <laughs> And that translates to us, the viewers, because we're watching this going like, what the hell's going on? And I just wish somebody would say something, but it's all unfolding in front of you. And at the end, you go like, oh, okay. well, I see why that was going on. But you don't see it at first.
3: I like I mean, because we she we are she's an extension of us on on screen you know, she is, we're seeing yeah, it from her point. Right. Uh, well, okay, that, not Brian, but I'm, um, I'm signing
4: off, man. I'm like, yeah, just do this. No, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <They, laughs> if right. I'm
4: one corrupt FBI guy who would have signed off, I'd have been the guy like, oh, hey, let's go pull <laughs> these guys up. I'm, I'll sign off. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I mean, that's You know, it's, it's telling a story, you know, it has us in the dark, she's in the dark and, and there's, there, 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 there are moments throughout the movie. It's, it is, it's, it's, why does she, why does she continue to get up in the morning and put on her shoes and go back to work with these guys? Um, I think Steve, before we go on, I think we should maybe talk about the three principal actors of the movie so we can understand who we are all referring to. Okay. Right.
1: Right. I agree. Um, so we've got um, Emily Blunt. Obviously, she is the um, uh, the main the main character. Well, I yeah, I would say she's the main character for the first
2: it, first two thirds. She's the main character.
4: Yeah. Um, she is the you only one whose it. story, whose story you know definitively, and to a certain extent, she is the observer. She is the audience going through everything, right? And is you know that's what she is. I mean, but but they tell her story much more in depth. In fact, you have to infer some of the other stories.
1: Oh yeah, you absolutely yeah, you're absolutely right, Brian. But you
4: have to put the clues together of who the other people are.
1: Yeah, you. And, I mean, it's
4: now, what's right. interesting is, is apparently, and you may have read this. Uh, I'm sure you guys did that. Del Toro's character, they were going to have a lot of narrative where he was just going to say, "Well, here's who I am, and here's my story, and all this kind of stuff." And both Del Toro and the director, I think, not the scriptwriter, said, whoa, 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 whoa. "This is way too much exposition." Part of the importance of this character is you need to you need to learn about him as it goes goes by. And so, between Del Toro and the director, they cut out a ton of stuff, uh, as I as I understood, that was narrative yeah. that he was going to say.
2: Well, that That's was cool. well done. The story is about him. The whole I mean, background of the
3: movie is about him. Right. Yeah. The, the, this movie is, 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 he, the movie is about him. And, and, and the, 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 she is the vehicle that we travel through to find out what his role is and why the story is about him. Right. And, and it leads us to what Ken said, which is the last third of the movie. Mm
1: hmm. I yeah I agree yeah, which I think is I mean
3: how often do you see that I don't I mean the am I the storytelling I, I with what we just spoke of which is you know we're seeing this vehicle uh through through Emily Blunt and then we at the you know last third quarter of the movie we understand why we're on this journey and and why. He is there, and then he just kind of takes it from there. I mean, cause he, he, quite honestly, even the first third of the movie, he steals the show. I mean, just his presence on the screen is—you can't take your eyes off of him, even though he doesn't say—I don't know—much at all. Even Maybe when he's sleeping.
4: The guy, sleep. when he's sleeping, you can't take his eyes off of him. Right. A little thing in the plane where he like starts to freak out in his sleep. Yeah. yeah Oh, what, what you okay? Oh, fine, fine.
1: Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the, but the thing about That particular uh, actor, Benicio del Toro, I mean, he's got a look and a presence about him that just, when he's on camera, he just commands the scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just something about his look. I don't know what it is, um, but you just immediately are just, you're drawn to him.
4: And But in a a different sort of way, he's kind of like Christopher Walken because he's like, there's a time bomb here. Yeah. When's it going to go off? It's different characters but just like okay yeah you're always looking over like what's he going to do he's going to do something really insane in any second now and not to say del toro was going to do that but but you did you right you were you were drawn to him because you're like he is the he is the the nuclear explosive in the room, I think. Right.
3: And so he's the, he's the number two. I mean, he's, he's the second main character or actor in the movie. And I mean, and, he, and there's, there's a reason he was cast in this role. I mean, he, he has a commanding presence to him. And, and, and for the most part, you don't know what his, exactly his role is. You have an idea. It gives you a lot of, it gives you a lot of clues throughout the movie. Um, but the third wheel in all of this, who I say del Toro steals the show, But possibly Josh Brolin, maybe one of my favorite roles. Yeah, uh, that that he has had. Um, he plays such a confident—I don't want to say overconfident, but confident. Um, can we just call him an operative at this point? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a guy in charge. He's he's a guy in charge of of uh, of a tactical group of guys, and and gal. Um, who, you know, he, he, there's that great scene when he's recruiting her, and he's sitting. <laughs> he, he's they're, they're sitting in this what you would what you would think would yep. be a typical like uh, FBI, uh, um, you know, conference room. Yep. And he, he's sitting there, and you know, you got guys in suits all around, and and basically, I, I, this isn't exact, but basically, he's got a Hawaiian shirt on and sandals. Yeah. And, and not shorts. I mean, he at least has cargo pants on, but. You, I mean, just, you see this and immediately, if you know, you, you, start, you start creating this character in your head and you, you, you're, you're putting all the pieces together here. You're like, okay, this, this is a, this is a special dude.
1: And, and again, Josh Brolin, I, I'm glad you brought him up because this is a guy that when you watch him through that movie, and I don't know if it was just because he's such a damn good actor, or was he really enjoying that role? Because he just looked like he was having a f***ing ball through that whole movie. He always had a smile on his face when he wasn't taking a nap. Um, yep. He was just, like you said, this super confident, I know what's going on, we, you know, we've got a role to do, and... He was just—I I, mean—I really—and I, I, be honest with you, I've only seen him in one other movie, and that was, um, oh shit, um, oh the 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 other one, uh, "No Country for Old Men," which was, oh, yeah, I, uh, oh yeah, yeah,
3: your your disdain for that movie is, yeah, it's, is it's, legendary. Man. I know,
1: but that's the only other movie I, I can really recall seeing him in. But in this movie, I mean, I just thought he was fantastic.
0: Um, did you not
3: see him in the more recent True Grit?
1: He was in True Grit? The the, the remake? Yeah. What did he play in that?
2: It was uh, Tom Chaney. Tom Chaney. The bad guy.
1: I'm going to have to go back and look. It's been a while.
2: No, I he was in that. Like... He
1: was in Men in Black
2: 3, where he actually did a very good Tommy Lee Jones impression.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't
2: have seen He's that. He's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. No. okay, uh, that won't but- do... Steve,
3: uh, I I, you have not seen American Gangster, right? No. No, that's another one we should we should probably put on the list. Okay. Um, uh, He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like the original one?
2: Guardians like, of the Galaxy came out a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, the first one? What yeah. Was he, what, yeah, what,
1: what was 2014. He in, what was he in that? He was Thanos.
2: The, the big Thanos.
1: bad. Oh. You know, you well, did, I'm not going to get into a lot think, of makeup on. it. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but I, sorry, I, I've watched that twice. I still really think it's overrated. But uh well, man, well yeah, I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to have a discussion on that one on we, another we,
3: day. We, but, we have to have a discussion.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I will get, say this: I think, I think Brolin is the new uh, uh, shit. Uh, who do you play in in? Uh, Oh crap. He he played at a younger version of uh Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I think I think basically Tommy Lee Jones get getting a along in the tooth yeah. and they're out there looking for the new Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. He is the natural. We need a Tommy Lee you know to, We need Tommy Lee Jones. Well, he's too old. <laughs> Josh Brolin. I mean, I I think that he's going to fill in there.
1: You know hey, what Brian, Brian's got a good point. They He actually has that look. And in in this movie, he kind of had that same kind of demeanor. Yeah, I I agree with that. If this was 20 years
2: ago, they would have cast Tommy Lee Jones as that character.
4: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, real quick, one of the things I, I, we're talking about the main characters, but one of the things I enjoyed, I really enjoyed, and and this is the the man cave side of it, is Mm -hmm. like when these guys are going across the border, right? And you got the Delta guys, you got the operators. And this is, this is, I mean, they're just, you know, they're chewing gum. I mean, we've almost like in 13 hours, you know, this is just, this is the shit they have to deal with, you know, it's not that big a deal. They're used to it. You got the freaking Texas Rangers reserving the warrant. And these guys are like in their 50s with the big stashes wearing <laughs> jeans and the cowboy hats. And it's not even a big deal to them, you know? I yeah. mean, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, this is just life in Texas, I guess. I don't know. But so you got these guys going over in this war zone. And it's just like, you know, and again, the Rangers just kill me, though, because they're not, they're not, they're older, you know, they're older guys. And they're just like, you know, remember they said, I got some whiskey or I got the I got a flask in my car if you need some, you know, they just they just don't give a shit. You know, they're out there doing this tough job. And I just love I love a guy movies that are like that, where you have these guys just like, you know, it's just the shit we have to deal with. You know, it's not a big deal. Got to get up morning, drink your coffee, go out, get shot at, come back home. No big deal.
3: You know, I, I, from from the, from my limited experience of hanging out with, with with guys like that, I mean, when you when you have all this training and 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 have you know whether it's you know all this you know mental training, physical training, tactical training, there there gets to be I think a level of just okay, you know what I'm competent, I know what I'm doing. I, you know, I'm just going to have to react to whatever the situation is. I can't, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to stress out about it. I don't, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, the, the, I read something. Um, we had, we had done 13 hours a while ago and in that movie, 13 hours, um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of that bravado and just kind of that, 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 that kind of cavalier conversation, just, you know, this is just how guys talk and being around guys that talk like that. I thought this is just how guys talk. And then I read a couple of reviews about it where, where people were like, you know, just kind of, you know, felt that it was a big stretch that this is just kind of how guys reacted and talked in this machuism And no, this is this is
2: how this is what happens. <laughs> this,
4: is, this, is, this is how those guys talk. This is how those guys <laughs> talk right I'd be screaming like a little girl just for the record right but yeah i mean this is yeah, how some, they talk
3: right i mean I, I i would be fine in the nearest will well to hide in mm-hmm. um but i mean <laughs> this is what this is what they do right and again you know this is i mean you know anybody that goes in and kicks in doors i mean has to have this kind of you know comfort and um and and, and confidence level um it, but brian i don't want us to gloss over that scene you just threw out there i mean that that's a very important scene. I mean, and that comes on the heels of, um, you know, the opening scene where, where it it kind of, it kind of leads us to, to going over to Juarez, right. Where they, they, you know, they kick in a door and they're going to apprehend people because that's what people do on this side of the border. And they go in and they apprehend people and then they make a discovery. And that discovery, you know, is like, horrific Uh, there's it's horrific there's you know we've there's something that has to be done here right yeah that that kind of leaves us dimly blunt but let's gloss over that scene that you you you, you know it's kind of the second main you know the second scene in the um in the movie and all of us were kind of alluding to the cinematography of that of you know them watching you know the helicopters watching vehicles travel along the highway and interstate and you get a really good look of how dirty and grimy parts of the world are. And, 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 and that drive in with, in combination with the way that it's shot, you know, from inside the vehicle, outside of the vehicle, you know, above, you know, above in the helicopter. I mean, and the music that's tied to it, I found myself and, you know, definitely in the movie, you know, definitely watching it again for this podcast. It it set a certain kind of anxiety within me when I'm watching this because I'm like, I know what's going to happen, but I mean, I could, I could, my heart was racing a little bit, and I was just really engaged in what was going on. And you know, the, you know, some great dialogue saying, you know, what, nothing's going to happen until we get back to the border. And from what I've heard from other people, you yeah. know, that scene plays out those guys just jut across the border going into mexico from what i've heard there is nobody lining up to get into mexico but when you're coming back across (laughs) it takes quite a while and there's a lot of security that's checking people coming into the country it's really slow right and so you know i found that interesting how it played out you know that you know going in they just they just found a lane and i'm sure that i'm sure that there was some sort of governmental clearance that allowed them to do that right or maybe not um maybe, maybe it's just for effect but then coming back it's like you know just sitting there in the traffic i mean it just made you nervous and and it it really kind of showed you what what would what would what would they do what would you do if you're just like we're clearly the target what are our options and what are our limitations and that scene plays out it, it really sets the tone for the rest of the movie you really realize what the two different worlds are that we're dealing with we're dealing with emily blunt's world and we're dealing with this other world that even she is four and two and and it really kind of it, it, it's that first kind of you had the smack in the face when they when they stormed the house and and, and, and started um, realizing that was there was a bigger situation going on there right but then when they're coming back across the border there's kind of another pause there where it's another kind of you know punch in the gut where you're
4: like oh all right we're we're playing a different game here but the rules there too. I mean, there were rules coming across the border. In fact, Jeffrey Donovan, I think, who actually was very I thought very good the brief time he was in the movie.
5: Right. Oh yeah. was very
4: good about you don't do this until they do that. You know, I mean, it was very defined about, you know, you don't get out of the car unless they get out of the car. I mean, so there were even rules in the in the midst of chaos.
1: There, there were rules. Clear
3: rules for engagement. Clear right. rules. These guys did not see potential danger and roll down windows and start lighting things up, right? It was really and maybe I'm looking at it differently. There was really no difference from what happened in that scene to what would happen out here on the streets of, you know, whatever, Chicago. You know what? Somebody goes to grab a gun, and guess what? People are lighting you up, and there may be two, three, five, twelve officers lighting you up as soon as you present that gun. And it's the same thing coming back across the Mexican border. If you're going to present, if you're, you know, where they clearly see the guns, they're not arresting anybody. They're just saying, hey, let's go our own way. But as soon as you present it,
1: well, guess what? We're not we're not waiting to have a further conversation. Well, and, and Jeff, I, I really want to talk about that scene because that is one of those about the cinematography. That whole lead up to that where they're, they're stuck in the traffic and... You know, and when, like, Benicio del Toro tells um, Emily Blunt, roll down your window. And because Uh he sees the guy, I mean, he's, like, lighting up. I mean, the way this movie was shot is fantastic. Um, And just the way that the scenes went out, um, how they filmed it, it just looked so good
3: what i what i i want to get Ken in here cuz uh, i know i've gone long in the tooth here the but i mean the the you know again as we're sitting there what i was really noticed after a little bit of time was the the, the soundtrack really has has kept me in this movie as yes. far as like bringing out that emotion of just some high anxiety of what's going to happen and 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 the music was it was a vital part of that ken
2: what did you think oh i agree and the whole time you're watching this at least the whole time i was watching it the combination of just what i was watching and the music and the sound just kept me jittery i mean it's i i it's it's an uncomfortable movie for a bunch of reasons uh part of it is what i mentioned earlier i mean you know Emily Blunt's character doesn't know what's going on. You know, it's all confused. I'm confused. I'm watching it. I'm confused. I don't know what the, I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, and that scene again. This this movie has I don't know. I mean, what half a dozen basic scenes. I mean settings. Yeah. And this was the second of those. Uh, I thought it was very well done. Had a lot of tension building up you knew, you know again, as a viewer, you know something's gonna happen. you know I mean, it'd be really a stupid thing to get all this tension up and then you just drive across the border and everything's cool. Uh, I will say that the uh, the uh, cartel gunmen basically were too stupid to live. <laughs> but on, but on the other hand, I after by the time I thought about it, it's like, well, no. They were just a distraction. They are a decoy. The real, you know, the real, there's a plan going on there, but it's not obvious until you see it happen. And then, you know, oh, okay, well, that could have worked. It, it didn't. Just, dumb luck kept it from working.
3: There's another little part in that whole scene, you know, you've got, you know, you, you had... uh you had, you that situation develops and the, the team, I mean, you know, that tactical team responded, I mean, with, you know, you know, just fast with precision was on them, you know, you know, overwhelming force. And then, you know, what happens, happens. And then you see them, you know, you know, kind of, you know, falling back to the vehicles. And then you get this shot of Josh Brolin's character who never got out of the vehicle. Yeah. And, and, and just kind of looks to his right and has that kind of, you know, smirky smile on his face and, you know, the scene cuts and, you know, we're on to the next thing. Right. Cause you know, that's, you know, that is, that was Josh Brolin, right. His character. I mean, it's just like, he's like, uh, you know, I didn't have to get out, not my role looking over here, got him. And, uh, and, and we get you across the border. He's
4: a troubleshooter. He's done this a lot of places. Yes. Very, I mean, he uh, is, he is the, well, you Ken, uh, you kind of nailed it. He is the Willem Dafoe character, uh, out of, uh, clear and present danger. Yeah. Which by the way, I always thought of the Clancy stuff, you could take that character and that would have been a far more interesting series of movies than, than the others, which weren't bad, but well, that, I can't think, uh, John Reed or whatever his name was, or. Uh, John Clark, or I think yeah, name. Clark. But, yeah, but Clark. you could had a great set of movies from that character.
2: Well, well the, the you don't need to know his whole story. You just as a viewer, you just have to know you know this guy's done. He's been in that world doing deal, doing deals, getting jobs done, and now he's been given. You know, he had a Harrison Ford character come to him and say, Shh. "Clear this up." You know, the president says to clear it up, and so. He can be a dick and a jerk and everything else he is, but he's down there to do his work. And Emily Blunt, you know, she she's got her role to play, but she's a pawn. Mm-hmm. And Benicio del Toro has a role to play. I won't call him a. I don't think uh, he he sees that guy as a pawn. He sees him as, you know, a, a necessary tool. piece. That's a tool. Yeah. I mean,
4: I mean, obviously, I don't want to give away. There's a great closing line that everybody's going to want to say, but but Brolem was a wolf.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Uh, Brian, um, just to go back real quick and not to sidetrack this, but you talked about um, the the Quancy character, uh, John Clark. Actually, there is a an entire book that introductory Clancy, novel, mm-hmm. um, Dead of Honor.
4: That yeah, it's a great book.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a fantastic book. Man, that could have been that was a whole. I think it's my favorite Clancy book. Actually. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway, um, let's see. Moving on. So, guys, let's talk a little bit about, um, I, I, again, I don't want to get into, and I've obviously been cautioned by, uh, you know, Jeff and Ken, don't give too much away about this. Because, I mean, there's some stuff in here that, uh, if you guys have not seen this movie, I don't want to do any spoilers. So... Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, some of the actors real quick, and then we'll get into some of the other interesting parts of the podcast. Uh, Emily Blunt, honestly, let's see. The only other thing I ever saw her in was, uh, the, uh, the other Tom Cruise movie, um, uh, live today, die tomorrow or something, some shit like that, that I, I have no idea what Ed- that edge was. Edge
2: of tomorrow. That was it.
1: I, I which I I still have no idea what the hell that movie was about. So it was it was basically Groundhog's Day sci-fi. I, okay, that's kind of what I was getting out of it, I still have no idea what the hell that movie's about. So,
3: yeah. um, uh, uh, Emily Blunt, <clears throat> who she a Brit? She is a Brit. She is and, a Brit. Uh, yeah, you know, she. And 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 hot. Um,
1: okay, I you know what you it. you and I actually have to have a conversation. I oh,
4: mean I, not nothing sad. for me, man. It's it's the it's the Except She looks the, like she had she looked like she had to take a crap most of the movie, <laughs> though, other than that. <laughs> she did look a little constipated. I'm not
2: she was to. uncomfortable the whole movie. Oh. Yeah. Well yeah. actually for a bunch of the scenes she was actually physically ill, but oh. they filmed oh. her anyways. Yes.
4: Hammer will do that.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm 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 not saying I would kick her out of bed for eating
4: crackers,
2: but depending on what I mean, of crackers. Saw, I've seen there. her in a bunch of stuff. I mean, she was in Looper, which yep. I thought was interesting. she's she Kim, was in Charlie Wilson's war. Hold on, Ken. Hold on, slow down. Ken, what did you think about Looper? Looper? I thought Looper was solid. It could have been better. Uh I mean the whole premise was again, it's a a time travel movie and you know those can easily get very tropish but i think this took it off on a little different bent that those sort of movies don't usually go on mm-hmm. uh, i like you know the, the actors in it i'm, I'm not going to give it a, i'm not going to say it's great but i was entertained by it
3: yeah that, that's that's where i was um you know um emily blunt made it much better but um but the, you know, there were some other actors that I thought did, I mean, I thought it was a, you know, a, a, a decent story and okay, Bruce uh, Willis. I, just, I mean, well, yeah, like yeah. Bruce Willis does. I mean, you know, probably his last good role um, because he's done a lot of direct to video and I've tried to watch some of them and then they're pretty bad. But <laughs> I think it's something we can get on the Hand cave review sometime.
1: <laughs> oh, um, dude, yeah Seriously. We, we have to talk about that because I've seen some of the stuff he's done direct to DV and I'm like, I mean, how much are you owing Demi Moore?
3: I mean, yep, yep. Holy <laughs> I'm like, shit. This why? is This is bad, dude. Bad. Why do you need to work? Why are you working? Yeah. Why yeah. are you cranking this stuff out? I mean, really, he's kind of gone down to Steven Seagal
1: level.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he just has I don't like, think
2: he's down to Steven Seagal level. I, I want to think good things of Bruce.
1: I'm, well, I'm, I'm I telling do. you, it's, you know what? We're going to have to have a conversation about it, but let's move on. I tried to watch something with him.
3: It was him and uh, Gina Carano. Yes, and I saw it. That's.
1: Did you.
3: It... <laughs> 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 you know what? I saw Bruce Willis. I saw her. I'm like, oh, I can
1: get through this. Yeah. No, it's rough. Oh, no, it's, it's like,
2: wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. I thought Gina Carano. I'm like, I'm just going to go in for her. I didn't even
2: get Sandy Thigh. So. I'm not... uh, Oh, well, oh. I, I, I do want to say one final thing about Emily Blood, and that is, uh, obviously, she's an English actress, done a lot of roles you know, over there, and a lot of roles here. Uh, she cranks out, I think, on average, about two and a half movies a year. I mean, she's yeah. very, very active, very much in demand. Uh, she's got a couple other movies coming up. So... Uh, We'll see more of her. And, and Jeff really, really seems to like her. He'll have ample I, opportunity to go. I have,
3: I have seen about six movies with her, including. Now, this is a. You know, I, you have occasional date nights, you know. I have to, you know, I have to go on them, you know. So I had to go see uh, Devil Where's Parada, uh, where it was my introduction to her. But um, I yeah. have seen her in. Uh, you know seen San- that? She is. She's yeah, the. Uh, that's her breakout she's, role, she's
5: man.
3: The... Oh, it was. It was her breakout role. She yeah. was great. She yeah. played a great bitch. Um, <laughs> and then, um, then I saw her in uh, salmon fishing in Yemen,
4: and uh, and I watched that because, um, wait, well, wait, Emily wait, Blunt back, was in it.
1: Back up. Salmon
4: fishing in Yemen. That's. Your... Yep. Were you salmon fishing in Yemen with her? No, I I I'll tell you what. Look, look, she's
3: not kind of you know pass quality right you know meter you know you know but she's she's working her way up there you know scarlett johansson may fall from the top five she may work her way in soon you, but anyway you, you um,
1: give me shit about mila
3: <laughs> you,
1: you well, bitch and dude dude
3: emily blunt she she's almost i mean compared to mila i mean emily blunt is like double d's
4: that's it I'm on my way so there mis- must be so mosquitoes run. bitter, right?
2: <laughs> I'm just admiring this yes, will
4: kill you. I'm just saying.
2: I'm admiring Jeff's scam that he's figured out that he can sucker his wife into thinking she's picking a chick flick on date night. And he's just going right on. <laughs> oh, oh twist
3: my
1: arm. That's proud. how you.
4: That's how you end up at Devil uh, Devil Wears Prada, right?
1: That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I actually liked. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Enough about Emily Blunt. Let's talk about some of the other uh, actors real quick. Uh, Josh Brolin. What are you guys saying? I mean, I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Top top notch. Yeah, absolutely top notch in this movie.
2: Yeah, he's been working hard and. In the past, I don't know, eight years, things have really come together for him. I think No Country for Old Men, even though some people here don't like it.
5: Nope. I think
2: that's the role that sort of it did. ramped him up. And then he did American Gangster. You know, he did, uh, let's see, what else has he done? True Grit, Gangster Squad, Men in Black 3, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, um, he did the Car Marvel
4: Western, which wasn't very good.
2: Yeah. So he, he is Jonah out Hacks. there and he's continuing Jonah to do war. For what it's worth, he is cast with uh, Del Toro in Soldado, the sequel to Sicario coming out next year.
4: Yeah, yes. my understanding oh, is right. that features him, Brolin, and actually Jeffrey Donovan. Uh I think it's it's the story focused more on those three guys, as I understand it. Yeah, Emily Blunt's not cares. in it. I mean, she was suppo- she signed on and bailed. Or whatever, or or didn't end up doing it for whatever reason. Matthew Modine
3: is, you know, he's had a resurgence here recently, Um, and Matthew Modine is actually getting second billing in that. But I think, you know, this movie caught a lot of flack because it didn't, it didn't show too much of the other side of the story, Um, you know, kind of the Mexican story, and I think that that's what they're going for. with with the with the new movie that's coming out, I think it comes out in June, because um, there's a lot more Latino actors that are in the um, in in the in in the sequel, and I think it it's just it's it's following Josh Brolin more, and I think Benicio del Toro is in it, but I don't think he has as much of a role. Um, he, he's definitely he doesn't get at least top three or four billing. Um, but it's, it, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. We'll see what happens.
4: Well, speaking of – Well, I mean, the, 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 my understanding is that the, the ethos of this movie in part was about the militarization of policing, uh, yeah. of essentially police forces. And uh, my understanding of the next movie, and it's just very preliminary, is that it, it notches it up where it's just flat out – no, it's not policing. It's, it's soldiering, you know, and you know, they, they've taken it to another level. And I'm assuming it will have the ethical question about that as well in the background. But hopefully between a bunch of shootings which is all I really care to watch but,
1: okay. <laughs> well and again that's really kind of what this whole movie is about it's about the <clears throat> excuse me it's about the the line that we draw in America versus uh, law enforcement versus the military getting involved and this and, and and that basically that's what this movie's doing. I tell you one of my favorite scenes, was after they came out of the tunnel and Emily Blunt takes a shot at uh, uh, Josh Brolin, pops him in the face, and he just turns around and just face plants around the ground and said, we're going to have a conversation. That That is where you finally realize what this whole thing is all about. That's, that's the not, second to last
3: scene in the movie. Yeah, and, and I'm not giving and, and, anything
1: away. I'm not giving anything away, but it's uh, like, you, you because you think that she's going to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, she, and, and boom. I mean, it's like she hits him and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he just drops her on the ass. And it's like.
4: And, and Del Toro's closing line basically explains that scene. Yeah. And explains that, yeah. that this is not, this your, your time is over. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and there and and you you find out and, and we're not giving anything away. There's no spoilers here. But it's you've got to see this movie. It 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 it's wow. I'll,
4: I'll be honest guys, I I mean I watched it and my feed was not really great. So I was kind of pissed, the, you know, the fact it kind of was fading in and out I and mean, it was you know, as Amazon was on my iPad and it just usually it's beautiful but it was kind of it, it would go in and out. Mm-hmm. So I missed a lot of the music and 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 stuff. So, I mean, i missed some of the things I would normally try to focus on just because I couldn't see it very well. I, my impression was the scenes were kind of washed out like they are often in those kind of films out in the desert and things they like are. that, which reminds me of the old Three Kings, which is the first time I saw that right. washed out since in the movie Three Kings. Uh, but, but uh, uh, but uh, so I missed a lot. I missed a lot. Uh, I, it was nominated for cinematography and it was nominated for the soundtrack, I think, or music.
3: It, 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 it doesn't surprise me. It almost had to be because if a movie can pull you into a deeper through the music, I mean – and it wasn't – I mean, again, there's not really a soundtrack. I don't think you're going to really listen to anything no. on, your, on your iPod. But you're going to – the movie it, – it, there's, there's a certain art to it that I really appreciate re- regarding the cinematography and the use of, um, of the music. You know, Steve, the scene that you're that you're referring to, I mean, it's it's the second to last scene in the movie. It sets up the it sets up the end of the movie. Right. Um, you know, where we've we've journeyed here again. And they tell you early on, you know, we're trying to we're trying to stir up a hornet's nest and we're trying to get things. We're trying to shake things up. Yep. We're trying to make people react to what we're doing in a way that that takes them out of their, you know, their, their safety zone. And, you know, when somebody feels like pressure and hunted. Uh, you know they're going to they're they're going to do things that are not so calculated and um, and there's a great it's, it's a small scene you know you, you there there's not just the, the kicking in the door thing that's going on but they're also trying to you know, you know do these um, these kind of classic um, well we're going to you know we're we're going to take your finances too and we're going to affect you know we're going to affect your bottom line. And we're going to see what you do to react to that. And, um, you know, and, and so, you know, you've got, you've got Josh Brolin, you know, doing that. And then, you know, you've, you've got Emily Blunt's character who's like, well, okay, now, you know, now that we've done this, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to get credit for this and we're going to, you know, we're going to go in and we're going to build a case around this. And he's like, no, don't do that. And she's like, (laughs) F you. F you, you're in my world now. And, and so she goes and does her thing. You know, she goes inside the bank and she's going to do her thing. And he's like, all right, I tried to warn you. Right.
4: And well, then, it, it, the point was, she wasn't in her world. She, again, that last scene was, she was in his world. Cause that is the world now. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no,
3: but I, and I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you pointed that out because, you know, the next scene after that, she's in an office talking to her supervisor and he is just—he had a great role. He didn't get as much screen time as I would like to have seen him had. Um, His—I uh, uh, and I haven't seen him in too many things. Victor
4: uh, Victor Garber—he's been a lot of stuff. A
3: lot. Yeah, he's—I haven't seen him in a lot. Of, I, he's one of those oh that guy type of type of thing. Uh, he's in the Orville right now. Um, And, uh, and he's been in a lot of, a lot of things going back a long time, but, uh, you know, well, you know, late fifties, early sixties, um, you know, adds a little bit of gravitas to the situation, but he's just got a great line. He's just looking at her across the table and he's like, she's like, you know, I'm, you know, we're out of bounds here. And he just (laughs) looks at her and says, no, the boundary has been moved. You're fine. Yeah. You were in bounds because the boundary has been moved. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, we're dealing with something, you know, this that's really put into scope what we're dealing with here. You know, that, that right. she is she is she is within authorization because we're dealing not on a local and state level. We're dealing on not just a federal level, but a national inner inter global level.
4: This is a hell of a movie. I mean, it really is. It's a good movie. You know, Steve, I thought another interesting scene was was good for what you didn't see, and that was a scene right after the, um, I believe it was a, a, a probably a prosecutor from Juarez uh, spoke to Del, Del Toro, and then Del Toro, you know, he chats with him. Then he picks up the big water thing, <laughs> and he walks down to the room, and he literally sidles up to the guy, you know, and puts his crotch in his face. And, then, and it kind of ends at that, but you just know, like, whatever the hell happens here, this guy is going to roll over and tell him, and I, I don't know what he's going to do with that water bottle. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing here, but he's obviously scared the shit out of this guy, and he's making me a little jittery just watching it. And you don't, and it's like, yeah, he told us everything. <laughs> I mean, I, well, the one, that, was, the one, that was a scary scene to me.
2: Yeah. Well, and they had that one guy that was in the room the whole time, and all of a sudden when he walked in, he says, oh, I think I'm going to go get some coffee. And he just <laughs> And up I, and, and walks
4: I, and, out. He knows it's think, coming down. And I think that was Donovan. I think, but yeah, and, and, Donovan, it was Donovan. He's a guy he, who's seen it all. He, I mean, yeah, he's clearly a CIA guy. He's seen it all. He's like, I, I can't even stay here for this. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, this is this is bad. This is bad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what's great about that scene is as he gets up to walk out, right? Yeah, it, Del Toro <laughs> is uncomfortably close to this guy in the chair, right? <laughs> and the camera, the camera. I, expect,
4: I expected to hear like a whizzing sound frankly, yes you know? yes <laughs> or I, I it's exactly i thought
3: oh my god this this guy's gonna anyway um but you know the the focus the, the camera focus is on del toro he's just standing and the background is is blurry and there's i can't remember the technical name now of of, of what that is but there's um it's 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 one of the classic classic shooting styles that everybody needs to master and you but it's it's blurred out but you can see jeffrey donovan walking out the room and as he does he's just kind of walking out and then he just kind of reaches over before he leaves and turns off the camera (laughs) and you see the the fuzzy (laughs) red go out and and it's like okay it's gonna be game on now
4: oh and brovin has the great line like don't look at me. No habla. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can't speak English. so. <laughs> yep. oh, God. And Brolin, Brolin's not flinching there. He's, he's like perfectly comfortable. Oh, he is, he's, he's waiting, waiting for it. Him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's actually, yeah, he is. He is actually probably rubbing his hands and licking his chops <laughs> like this is going to be so good. You, you know? were waiting
1: for somebody to bring him popcorn, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh gosh alright guys we've we've got to move on we got
2: to uh, close it up here alright did we uh, what, what the, did we talk about Benicio Del Toro as an actor you're blowing the guy off
4: <laughs> all I, I know is I'd like to go out and buy whatever beer he's selling I can't even remember what it was but I'll buy it
2: he's
1: selling beer tequila we'll get back well actually we did Benicio Del Toro in um, Snatch Snatch we talked about him in Snatch so there you that go. Was the, First he was time.
2: snatch? Yeah. He
3: was. Oh, he had yeah, he he was in it uh, for about maybe half the
1: Not <laughs> the first maybe about fifteen minutes.
3: First. But I mean that, I actually that was not the first movie I saw him in. The first movie I saw him in was The Usual
2: Suspects. But well, he's, been, he's been showing up if, if a person is a fan of you know the Marvel universe, I think we touched on a second ago. He's been showing up in Thor. He showed up in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays the Collector. Is his character's name? Yes,
3: yes. Oh, and, and he'll be
2: he'll be in Infinity War. It's coming up next year. Hmm.
3: I just I just found out he's going to be in Star Wars: The Last Jedi.
4: Wow. Rumor has it he's playing a character out of the uh, the animated series Rebels. Ezra Bridger. That's the rumor. Interesting. Have you ever seen it? I I've watched some of it. Um, I hear it. I mean,
3: I, I, I've enjoyed it for the most part. Um, you know, my it gets wife,
4: better it gets better each year.
3: I, I hear it gets better each year. I mean, I have yet to get the Thrawn. Um, oh, that's awesome! I, I yeah. know. I've been trying to get through it. My wife kind of laughs at me for watching cartoons, but I'm like, well, oh, you know, I watch them. It's Star Wars. Right, call me a dork, whatever. Hey, Anyways, i'm sorry steve we didn't want to talk about benicio del toro so uh, let's move <laughs> so on so we just
4: did
1: <laughs> We have to move on and and there you go all right guys we have to move on to uh brother what you're drinking and um gosh let's see
4: um that's a, that could be a lethal freaking question tonight it could be uh brian uh you're up <laughs> dude I'm actually just drinking Diet Coke and a couple you know, something else a little bit, but that, that's
1: it. Okay. So what, what's the other, what's the other stuff?
4: Same as always rubbing alcohol. <sighs> it helps my eyesight.
1: All right. Munson, what do you got?
3: <laughs> hey, thanks Steve. Um, the other day, um, I decided that, um, you know, I'm, I, I have disposable income, sure, why not? And I was at uh, I was at my local supermarket and uh, I met a friendly little, little man, actually wasn't little but um, and uh, I was uh, looking for crackers and uh, on my way down to get crackers at this. at the Kroger I go to, has this, these giant aisles now. I can't explain them. I don't know why. They used to have like this, like the, this, the, all the aisles were separated by like this main aisle that we go down through them. Anyway, so I've got to walk. If I want to get crackers, I've got to walk all the way through the alcohol aisle. And I mean, it's a half an hour to walk. So,
1: <laughs> okay. I'm on my
3: way down and I'm distracted by the bourbon. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm out of bourbon. Um, and I'm just like, you know, and they got a big sale going on right now. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, they got the Woodford there as you know, it's at a fair price. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, I want me want something else. I'm looking around and this guy strikes, you know, the, one of the employees strikes up a conversation with me and he apparently knows his stuff. So he's talking to me about it. Oh, by the way. Oh shoot. Today. Um, today you could have gone to the Kroger, um, over near the Target between, uh, off college and, um, you could have, um, got, uh, they had, um, you could get your Woodford bottle engraved, um, oh. at the Kroger.
1: I Today. I I tried to do that one time and the engraver broke. Oh
3: yep. well. Yep. Anyway, the I, the guy gave me a little, a little, like a
4: little like, like he snapped in half or he broke the bottle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Anyway, all okay. that to be said. I'm I'm perusing down there and I'm like, he's like, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, you know, he's kind of talking about the bourbons that he's tried. He's like, you know, actually over here, I haven't unboxed him yet. I've got some, uh, I've got some, uh, well, I've got some of the Splantons. Am I, on, am I on this TV screen here? Oh, there I am. Okay, there I am. Yes. And I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? It's a little bit out of my price range, but um, you know what? I haven't treated myself to a bottle in a while, so so I picked that up. And um and I don't know. I've gone through a quarter of it. Um I've made a dent in it since uh Wednesday night. And um uh, you know, I don't expect to got villa here or anything because um, you know, this thing is only um uh forty six percent alcohol. <laughs> I'm just um yeah, yesterday, this thing was kicking my butt. Tonight, it's just, uh, you know, as I said yesterday, I was comfortably numb. Um, but today, um, it's uh, I think I build up my tolerance a little bit. So,
1: that's what I'm drinking. Nice. You know what? Because it's Blanton's, because it's you, I'm giving you this.
3: I thought I was going to get the Wootini.
2: I've never <laughs> had Blanton. I need to try it sometime. Uh, I mean Woodford is my sort of go to yep. in that range.
1: This
3: oh can this is this is good stuff.
1: Yeah, blends is pretty yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty solid. All right, uh there you go. That is uh brother what you're drinking and um what Jeff is drinking. Now is that an armada
3: ship. Sorry. That is an armada ship. Yeah. It's one of the new cruisers. Mm. Um, I think this came out of the Star Wars Rebel show. All right, but, uh, all
1: right. You know what? Stop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I find Brian. I'm a collector anymore than a gamer. So, uh, so anyways, so, I tell me about. Well,
2: it. I, I need to jump in a second. We're we're doing this on Skype with video. Yeah. So Jeff is ignoring our patient, long suffering listeners, sticking vid stuff up there to talk about it because. None of the listeners can see the video, so Jeff is being very let professional in his podcasting here.
4: Yeah, you, you better watch it. I'm going to go all Benicio del Toro with you guys a, when it comes to the it's next video it's
5: scene.
3: Cruiser, it's it's. I mean, it, it's <laughs> I mean it's. I mean it's not even really close to a star destroyer, but you know it's a light cruiser. It's got three engines on it. Um, Shut up. Heavily. I thought you wanted me to describe it. Is it? No, I, I
2: said it? stop describing it. <laughs> Our listeners want to move on. Sorry.
3: My bad.
1: Go on, continue, continue with your little podcast. Go on. All right, all right. There we go. That is uh, what uh, Jeff, me, and uh, the Reverend are drinking. It is now time for.
5: <laughs> it's now time for catching up with Cash. My darling, <laughs> up your love, Did you
1: skip Brian? no skip steve no No. okay no i we didn't skip me at all go all
2: right well quickly uh didn't do anything for a you know week before but this week i've had a few things to do uh some friends gathered down at ocean air for a happy hour nice uh, back on uh tuesday at ocean air is a fine seafood restaurant downtown and it turns out on tuesdays they have a appetizer deal and so being a seafood restaurant i had the prime rib sliders because you know nothing talks with the sea like prime rib (laughs) but everybody had a good time uh the following night that would be wednesday you know thanksgiving eve since we were doing this today after thanksgiving uh Went down to Mashcraft Brewery. Uh, There's two Mashcrafts. One was on the south side. They opened one up on Delaware. Very nice brewery. 22nd and Delaware area. Uh, Had some beer. I think I put it, I think I shared a picture of you guys. I had the oatmeal stout and also had their red, which was both very good. And I also had that uh, brat flatbread. It was actually a very nice sort of brat pizza. Then yesterday was Thanksgiving and went over the sisters, had lots of food and everything else. And then today before the show, I stopped off at mesh, the fine restaurant down at Mass Ave, hung out at the bar, had a drink and then came home
4: to do the podcast. I've never been to mesh, but I've heard lots of good things about it.
2: Mesh is fine. It's a Cunningham group restaurant. Uh, one of their first. And, uh, You know they do a very good job with food but they do have a very nice bar and it's usually you know the reason i went there tonight is i figured i could get in and get out without having a massive crowd because it's more of a dinner place and i was getting there like slightly before regular dinner time because i just wanted to you know wanted to sit down i had a a tough workout so i had my workout was done just want to have a drink and uh Hopefully, I would have seen somebody I know. It turns out a friend of mine was next door at the Mass Ave pub, but I didn't know that until afterwards. So, anyways, that's it with me. What's Steve drinking? Oh, you oh, never said Oh, no, that. I was I was okay. <laughs> Sorry.
1: All right. This <laughs> sterno is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: fantastic.
0: All right.
1: I am drinking the Golden Road Brewing Company Sunset Coffee. Oatmeal Milk Stout. a long name. What's the AVB on that thing? I have absolutely no idea. But um, Oh, like here. Funny. Hold on. If I could focus. Five, 5.1%. So, there you go. 0.1? Point, point 5.1%. <laughs> point 0.1, okay. Christ. Corbin, get over this. <laughs> corbin sick balls
4: <laughs> he's ailing
1: no all right there you go so that is what uh brother what you're drinking and catching up with ken we are now moving on to one of our favorite parts of the show and that is clips clips all right guys number one actually jeff this one's
0: for you how you been good how you, good, how you feeling well, when I pee, it burns. Maybe it's gonorrhea.
4: <laughs> Again, that's my this, opening comment to anybody that tells us, how you doing? The first this, thing comes out of my mouth. This is just how dudes talk to each other. That's all. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, you knew they were buddies at that point. Like, oh, these guys know each other.
1: <laughs> all right, let's see. Next one. I just want
0: you volunteered to get on this train because you you know you're doing nothing in Phoenix. Yeah, okay, you're just sweeping up a fucking mess. In so six months, every single house you raid will be rigged with explosives. Do you want to find the guys responsible? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. This is where we start. Shut up and get the tr- truck.
4: Yep. There you go. That's all I'd have needed to say. Like, okay.
1: All right. Done. Next. This is going to be on the front page of every newspaper in America. No, it won't. They won't even make the papers in El Paso.
3: You know, Jeffrey Dahmer's. Jeffrey Dahmer's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Different movie.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't, just, you know what? Pass. <laughs> All right, pass. We're, we will move on to the next one. Holy shit. Way to go, Muncie.
0: <laughs>
2: what the f you got a
4: little nutty, huh?
0: Nutty, yeah. Yeah that was fing illegal. You wanna start a war? You're a f***ing spook. And and him, I mean who the f is that? Oh you could stay here? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. At
4: least she's religious. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh.
4: Holy oh. yep.
3: You know, that, that was probably the one bit of dialogue I didn't like in this movie. And it's, I mean, you know, again, if when you watch that scene and what she's referring to, it's like, you know, this is this, this is no, no different than what would have happened in America. I mean, you know, right. except they would have maybe arrested them until they pulled the guns.
1: Well, but but this is not a situation. But they but the thing is, those guys did pull their guns. That's what I'm saying. They, they. they I mean,
3: there, there was nothing out of bounds in what she did, what they did. Yeah. Matter of fact, they over and
1: told them, "Don't get out of your vehicles until they do," and they did, and they pulled out guns, and they got. I I have a problem with
3: it, but I have a problem with the dialogue there. It's like. You know, you you clearly didn't process what actually went down there. They didn't they didn't they didn't run over and start lighting up the car. Right. And uh, and quite honestly, I thought they actually took care to make sure of what was in the background. Right. Um, Yes. And I mean, it was yeah, I
4: mean, it wasn't spray and pray.
3: I mean, it was very intentional where
4: they were shooting. Yeah, I... they exercised impeccable restraint. frankly. Yes. I mean, I mean, the one it again, and Ken. You mean, I maybe I missed something. I'm like, is the guy actually intentionally showing his gun so that they know he's got one, or is he just that blanking stupid? Yeah,
1: he's that stupid.
4: I actually thought, now he's he's really smart because he's the decoy and he knows they can't shoot him until he does something. But I'm like, dude. All the other guys in your car acting like they're sleeping, you're picking her nose and stuff, and you, you got a freaking gun here that's just obvious as hell. Anybody can see it. Anybody can see it.
1: Like I said, at that point, I realized I don't like her anymore. All right, uh, let's see next clip.
0: This is the future, Kate. Juarez is what happens when they dig in. Hey, this is what it. What am I doing here? What you're doing here is you're giving us the opportunity to shake the tree and create chaos. That's what this is. In the meantime, just sponge everything up, you see. Learn. That's why you're here. And for another reason.
1: Yep, and for another reason. All right, uh, let's see. Next one. I have no idea what this clip is.
0: Where are we going to Tucson? Yeah, you got to learn how to sleep on a plane. let me on a base and you need to ride, don't they? You okay? She's fine. I didn't ask you. And yet I answered. <laughs> I love that. I did. That
3: was that was one of the best scenes.
1: And you know what that tells you all you need to know about uh Josh Brolin's character. It's awesome.
4: That, that, that's a line that's almost a line you kind of say did he ad-lib that? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. seriously cuz it just was such an out of the blue smart ass answer. I mean, I'm sure it was in the script, but Yeah. But you it's know, just it, it almost sounds like one of those ad-lib lines somebody just says I'm just going to say this. Yeah. And it like cut. But it him, adds, you
3: know? it adds a little bit of character development to him of, yeah. And
1: yet I said this because I'm the one that's still in charge. Well, there you go. Uh, let's go on to the next clip. You'll like this one, guys.
0: His name is Faustalacón. Oh, Verdugo. Every day across that border. People are kidnapped or killed by his hand or with his blessing. To find them would be like discovering a vaccine. You understand the value of that.
4: Do you remember the great line, you may play it, that he had about the watch? Um, She asked him a question and he goes... I don't know how the watch works. Just learn to tell time or something
1: yeah, like Yeah, that. that's, that's the only part. I didn't get that one. But here, we're going to play this one. What do you want, Kate? What would you like done here?
0: I want to follow some semblance of procedure. That's what I want, to build a prosecutable case. We prosecuted more felony drug cases in this region last year than in the two previous years combined. Are you feeling that on the street? Getting the vibe that
3: we're winning? And there you go. That's, that's that scene we're talking about where the, where the boundary is moved. Yep. And,
1: and, and, yep. And we're going to talk about the boundaries. Advisors like Matt come in, they stir the pot, they cause the criminals to react and make mistakes. That's how we build cases against the individuals that actually make a difference in this fight.
4: When they're nervous, when they stop trusting their crews, when they move their money, these are all opportunities to strike. And that's the purpose of people like Matt.
1: (laughs) And that's where you start realizing, oh, that's what these guys do. All right, next one.
0: Okay, this isn't something that I dreamed up myself. I don't have the authority to hire advisors or authorize joint agency missions or fly agents from Air Force bases. Are you understanding me? (laughs) These decisions are made far from here by officials elected to office, not appointed to them.
2: So if your fear is operating out of bounds, I am telling you, you are not.
3: Great line. Just a great scene. I mean, he commands so much attention there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next one. All right, we'll get you some extra gear. We got tack gear in your car. All right, good. You guys will hang back when we get there, okay? Then where are we going? Because CIA can't operate within U.S. borders without a domestic agency attached. I told you would be useful.
5: So that's it. That's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's why you're here.
1: Bingo. Yep. And you'll, I'm not giving anything away, but you'll see it. All right, last.
0: Alejandro works for anyone who will point him toward the people who made him. Us. Them. Anyone who will turn him loose. So he can get the person that cut off his wife's head. And threw his daughter into a vat of acid. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with.
4: Sorry if you can't sign on after that. Sorry. What? No, no
1: we're good. Well, there, we know, go. there,
3: there was a there was a scene in um, um, the right stuff where you know uh, you had LBJ and they're talking about trying to get. <laughs> trying to get the rock off is like, you know, you know, it, it was a conversation, you know, are our, are our German scientists, you know, captured German scientists, you know, are they better than the Russian captured German scientists? And yeah, you know, this is kind of the same. It's, it's like, look, we, you know, in this drug war, there are, there are people that we are close to on the other side and there are people that we're against on the other side. And, you know, right now we're going we're turning him loose against people we are against on the other side right and you know there my, my dear friend deuteronomy skaggs years ago said something that's always stuck with me and i don't think we're going to really get to this scene in the movie but he said once you have children he said <laughs> anytime something happens to kids in a movie um
4: it affects you differently Yeah, you're a little more squeamish, and a lot more sentimental, and you transfer it. It's a rough movie.
1: It's a uh, very, it's a very rough movie.
4: That but he, but he, scene that you're referring to is um, is he going to do this? or is he not going to do it, I, and I'm sitting there going, "He's got to do it." Yeah. So you you know, and, I, and I, you're not rooting for it, but you're like. For him to be him to fulfill it, that's that's the way it's got to go, and it's got to be, and he's got to make, and he's got to tell that guy to keep eating. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, because he's been he's been eating for twenty years, yep. so to speak. Right.
1: Yeah, that is basically the the poignant part of the movie, and it's the roughest part of the movie but mm-hmm. oh, and, and you know
3: what it's it's not over
1: yeah it's <laughs> still not over
3: <laughs> that last scene in the movie um i mean it's it you know it it's it, it's it's you know she she is playing college level sports and Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro are playing like in in the major leagues right and she, she still, even at the end of the movie, doesn't realize the game she's playing. Right.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Brolin's got a great line in there about until 20% of the American public quit, quit sniffing it up their nose or shooting it up, this is the way it's got to be. This right. is the only solution.
1: God damn it. I thought I had that quote, too. Was that not this? Oh, shit. Never mind. All right. I heard crickets. I heard a lot of crickets. Oh. All right, there you go, folks. That is it with the... Uh... Oh, gosh. This is uh, <laughs> 2015. We have to move on to um, the best of 2015.
2: Can... You have it. I I'm always ready because I'm a team player, highly trained in the podcasting arts. Wow! Professional, awesome. Uh to start out, 2015, obviously, just a couple of years ago, uh, a few movies which I thought were worth noting uh, that were not in the top ten. Quickly going through them, uh, Ex Machina. Creepy, I still got to see that. It's yeah, I a saw creepy I, movie. I saw it. It's it's different. Okay. Um, yeah. A movie that we will never review on well, the Man cave Movie Review, but nonetheless, many people saw was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Crickets. A movie which I saw, and I think I gave you guys a negative review of... Uh, I I was turned off by it in a number of ways. Lots of people loved it. I knew a lot of guys that loved it. Mad Max Fury Road. Haven't seen it. I saw it. What'd you think? I I enjoyed it. Okay. Steve's head is down. She Maybe we need to review it sometime. Moving on. Uh the movie Entourage, based on the TV series of the same name. I liked the series Entourage. The movie was okay. Black Mass. Did you guys see Black Mass?
1: Oh, yeah. That's actually really good. We have to do that. that
2: it's Johnny Depp as oh, yeah. Whitey Bulger, the uh, Boston mobster.
1: Oh, I heard,
3: okay, I heard about this movie. Dude. I didn't know that was the title of it.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's really good. Yeah, I was coming back from Europe, and it was on the plane, so I like watched about yeah. flying over the North Atlantic. So awesome, good movie. movie. Yeah, uh, Bridge of Spies, Tom Hanks' Cold War movie. Another very good movie. Yes,
4: I I want to see that. I did, oh man, because uh, the uh, the subject matter is intriguing. Plus, it has uh, oh. who was the Russian spy in that movie? The actor Ken. Um, uh, he's a Brit, and I've seen him in uh, some stuff on PBS, and he is brilliant.
2: I I forget. Well, here we we got a couple. Keep them on the list. Uh, Finally, another movie, which I saw at the theater. I walked away with mixed reviews. I'm not going to rave about it or anything. But I didn't hear anybody really liked it. But The Hateful Eight. I saw it. Tarantino. What did you think?
3: I... I thought it was an interesting, an interesting puzzle movie. That I mean, you know Quentin, you know it's a Tarantino movie. You know, he's going to um, you know throw some curveballs at you, and the entire time I'm trying to you know find the curveballs. And uh, you know, I I found a couple of them, but um, but it's uh, I. The I, I really enjoy the actors in it. Yeah. Um uh, I, I her- like
2: the actors and it is a good puzzle. It's you know, it's a it's a Tarantino movie, it's kinda of over the top.
3: Right. It is, it is. But I thought it, it was everybody hammed it up enough that it, it made sense between Samuel L. Jackson and Kurt Russell and uh and, and Jennifer and to me Jennifer Jason Lee stole the movie.
2: Yeah. With Kurt Russell punching her in the face every five minutes. <sighs>
3: Oh. Yeah, I not necessarily a fan of that, but she she was she was. she, she was great.
2: Okay, well, getting down to the top ten uh, at number 10, the Martian.
4: I love that movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, I, 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 well, I mean read the book, I think I have not read the book, but I, I I thought it was a great movie.
2: I thought it was very well done. I liked it a lot. At number nine, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 2. 2015
1: <laughs> so, 2015 sucked. 2015
2: is a good year.
1: Really? Okay. Be patient. Okay.
2: But I will say that uh, I've never seen a Hunger Games movie, but then I'm not a teenage kid, and that's who they targeted at. There you go. At number eight, a good movie. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Solid. I
4: yeah, never saw it.
2: Yeah. Okay. At number eight, I mean, rather number seven, Inside Out, a Disney cartoon.
1: Steve, did you, is it one of your favorites? I have no
3: idea. It sounds like a Steve movie. You know, you I can say two or three times a year and and you haven't seen any of these shows i, I don't understand yeah i mean you haven't you know, you go to disney world and you've got you've got animation you've got superheroes all of which you hate but man you <laughs> scratch he's scratching, he's scratching. I see. but man two or three times a year you head down there
2: to the land of stuff you hate
3: i love you man blow <laughs> me Inside
2: Out was playing at the uh, it was in the drive-in theater screen next to the one I saw Jurassic World on so I saw it I didn't hear it Uh, at number six a movie I saw in the theater I liked it I thought it was a solid wrap up to the Daniel Craig Bond movies Spectre
3: wrap up you mean he's doing another one
4: isn't he yeah, well,
2: doing... it was supposed to be the wrap-up, but there's there's money to be made.
4: Yeah, there's one more. I actually haven't seen that one. I mean to, but I haven't. I've seen it. I can't remember it. Reviews weren't particularly outstanding. I don't believe.
2: Yeah, it was like I say, it it was okay. Yeah. Uh but it was not a strong. It's not like there are strong Bond movies. Casino Royale was the best of the Bond, yep. of the uh, Craig Bonds. Yep. And number five, a follow-up cartoon from Universal, Minions. (laughs) Those little yellow SOBs are everywhere. Uh,
4: The reviews on that weren't particularly good either, although that is a movie that, that Sheila and I did want to go see, but we did not. Saw it. Agree with the opinion of the... I I had to leave
3: at one point. I I don't know. One of the kids was melting down. I think I had to take him to the car or something. Or I was I was chasing down I I don't know. I, I went and saw a studio movie grill, and that's just never a good experience for me. So something something happened there. All right.
2: Okay, at time. number four, The Avengers: Age of Ultron.
4: At number four. Yes. That may have been the worst of the Avengers movies as I recall. So far... There's probably a bit too, I don't know how many have been.
2: So far I think you're right. And number three... I think three. Furious 7. The Fast and Furious series is extremely popular, makes tons of money, is always near the top of the ranks, and I've yet to see a single episode. I'm just... Is that the
4: one where they jumped out of airplanes with parachutes behind them or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, not think... that, I'm not making that shit up. I know they did it in one of the movies.
3: There, was, uh, there were subs involved. Look, I mean, it, it's one of those shows. I mean, when I see it be so successful, it loses my faith in humanity, but... it's <laughs> pretty close uh, to you.
2: Definitely. You got action, though. Again, again,
3: you look, that, that stuff doesn't happen, right? I mean, you know, you don't have you, you, don't, you just don't have, uh, you know, souped up cars on ice with submarines coming up around I and mean, this, this just doesn't happen it, yeah.
4: it, I, I kind of wonder if part of the appeal of the Furious movies isn't kind of like the, the appeal of the Sharknado stuff on the <laughs> sci-fi channel, where it just sucks so bad that you gotta see it, it's just part of the culture I, I mean, I don't know, I, I, don't, I haven't seen it yet but but I just wonder it's like oh no everybody's seeing it it's just
2: over the over the top action that's what it is but you're right Jeff that is a thing I can suspend a lot of disbelief but sometimes a movie pushes me beyond the point where I can suspend my disbelief I'm sure these will work you know I would actually I
3: I would I would actually like to entertain the idea of seeing the first one reviewing the first one
2: yeah Um, I'm game
3: for that because there there's look there's I mean it is what it is, but I feel there's just I mean there's 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 a story there that that I mean that, uh, that that's worth exploring at least through a review. Now after that, maybe not. But the first one I, I think it might provide we could call it the Schlock edition. I don't care, but I think it might be worth us just you know getting a view and getting you know getting everybody's thoughts on it.
2: I'm not hostile. The Thing is a very successful franchise, and somebody's liking it.
4: Well, the only thought I have when it comes to that is, as I approach a certain age, I realize I have a certain number of days and hours and minutes left in my life. (laughs) There are movies like Heartbreak Ridge or, uh, I don't know, uh, just about any goddamn thing. And uh, I, I want to think about those moments. And that just doesn't somehow get in those moments in my life. But hey, I get it. Saying.
2: I understand. Oh, wow. moving on. Speaking of not having much time left on the world, let's move on <laughs> to number two. Speaking of a movie, you know, this, I had no trouble suspending my disbelief because I totally bought into the uh, the whole world here,
3: Does
2: specifically this have... Jurassic
4: World. Oh, Jurassic World, okay. I haven't seen it. Is it any good? No. Um, it's Ooh. not. <laughs> however, however,
3: just like the Fast and Furious movies, it's, yay. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, I've lost faith in not only humanity, but myself <laughs> for saying this, but I will go and see every damn one of those movies. It's
2: got no, dinosaurs, it? man. <clears throat> i tell
3: you what. There's, that's the child in me screaming to get out there that, you know what? You can put dinosaurs on the screen. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. You know, dinosaurs, fast cars, you know, I don't know. Maybe people are drawn to different things, but um <laughs> there, I'll tell you what, the best thing about that movie is the, um, hishy that came out, um, for it. And uh, that the is what? the most, what the, uh, H, the, uh, hishy. He, oh, she, how it
2: should have ended
3: how it should have ended the that is probably one of our favorite ones to watch is how that sh- I, I posted it I think on our website uh, or Facebook a few weeks ago after our last review because it, it's I mean it's it's so silly um I, I mean the it's probably the best synopsis that I've seen of a movie from them or it's like yeah yeah that that that's exactly. That's exactly right. Um, there's so many bad things that happen in that movie. However, there's dinosaurs.
5: A lot of dinosaurs.
3: All right. And a made-up dinosaur, too. And
2: a made-up one, yes. All right, and I do love Jimmy Buffett's uh, little brief moment in the movie where he, the dinosaurs have busted loose and they're eating everybody and he makes it a point <laughs> to grab two margaritas off the two table sugar. and run.
4: You're a kid. Jimmy Buffett's in the movie. Seriously.
2: Yeah. And he grabs. He's that's just, just like a, a, a victim. He,
4: he pauses and grabs two margaritas. and carries them off with them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Insane.
2: And finally, at number <laughs> one, the most popular movie, beating all the others handily. Oh god. A movie which I and I suspect most of you. <laughs> Went to the theaters and saw Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Force Awakens.
4: Hmm. That's a good flick.
3: Much better than The Last Jedi, or the whatever the first one was. The Force Awakens. Because the Force put me to sleep in that movie.
2: Well, The Force Awakens is the one that you're talking about. Did we do that one? We did Rogue One. We did Force Awakens, too, didn't we? Did we? Sure. yeah i don't
3: know sure. i hope so because i don't want to have to talk about that piece of shit Oh god
2: the force awakens was to me disappointing in a lot of ways looked gorgeous just too many stupid things going on
4: hey, you but know anyway. the, lead, the lead in that is like from logan's port indiana or something like that the bad dude he's an ex-marine or something i'm not making this up you the talking bad about guy? driver
2: yeah, He's like from Logan's Port or somewhere in Indiana and he I was a Marine. Know I knew he was an ex-marine, but no, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, but you know, they you know, did we, it uh, and they're leading up to the uh, one that's coming up with Mark Hamill doing the last you know Jedi thing. So we will see what happens. Hmm. Uh, I think I, I think my comments when we reviewed it was that you know, I want to see where they take it. I was disappointed in a lot of ways cuz you know I thought the story was just weak and full of holes and it, it you know strained credulity but that's me. But I'm going to I'll sit I'll watch the next one. I probably well, Ad,
3: Adam Driver's mom was from Mishawaka. Hmm. And he went to Mishawaka High School. Well oh, there but. you go.
4: Is that in the region? It is in the no, 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 no! It's South Bend. They don't consider this up
1: the region, a, do they, Steve? Yeah, those f***ers of Michigan.
4: But he—he's a Hoosier, damn it! Oh, so he they is. have all teeth over there, okay? And yeah, he was right. a Marine, by God! So there. So, anyway,
2: yeah, I, I think he got. It up, I, I, that's the top ten movies of 2015. Just a few years ago, and we've still got sequels to these movies coming out soon.
4: Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll be at the Star Wars in a few weeks. Over the holidays I, with the boys. I will too.
2: Let me know when you're going. I might join you.
4: Okay, uh, it'll be a we'll, uh, we'll all be there. So make a party out of it. But okay. Our whole family will be there.
1: All right, all right. There you go, folks. That is it with the top ten of 2015. We are now moving on to the man cave movie view checklist. Number one. Did anyone jump out of a window? No, Honestly, I don't think so. No. No. All right, number two.
0: If you want him, come and claim him.
1: Uh, shit, what the hell is this one?
4: The Useless Female?
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, Irrelevant I just, I'm just trying Female to down. role. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to say no. I thought all the female actors... I mean, Emily Blunt was definitely a key character in the movie. Yeah. I was not hostile to her like some people were I thought or, she pulled or off her role well she's supposed to be confused there were other women in the movie but you know
4: and constipated
2: they 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 served their job they did their job
4: you know the last time I saw somebody that constipated was after I had my, my uh, hernia surgery and I had to take Oxycontin for a day <laughs> all a right a day all right
1: next Oh my god! Yeah! <laughs> What's the help scream in this movie?
5: Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no,
1: there was not.
2: Okay, apple opportunity, but no. Oh God, guys, prepare yourself. <laughs>
1: The female role be better played by Tawny Contain.
4: Oh hell yes. Oh,
2: God. oh. I would say
4: no. Second. So yeah, no. at least she would clean her bra every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay, okay.
1: Here, thank you very much because there was that part where okay, you almost had the sex scene with her with uh, what's his name. John Burnthal. Yeah, John Bernthal. It's like. Walking dude, the Dead Punisher.
4: Walking Dead it's the Punisher. It's like, dude, she a... The Punisher? I'll be tomorrow. I, have, I started watching it.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing with it is, she ain't changed that bra in like two weeks. God knows, you know, I mean. Or her, the t shirt, apparently. Well, the partner well, was well, talking we, about. We like,
3: she's not picking anybody up, right? Yeah.
1: Well, the partner's talking about like personal hygiene. You know, bra's been like there for two weeks, t shirt. I
0: had no idea. Right to... I
4: didn't take a shower today. You can't imagine what this smells like coming oh, out of my t shirt right now. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm
1: just saying. I, I don't know. <laughs>
4: just
1: saying, Jeff. From Munda? Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's yeah. a good side one. I'm not sure. I don't even want to go there, whatever that was about. Correct <laughs> them.
1: Danger killed them. All right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing more appealing than he said that in the movie. I'm like, that is one of the grossest things I've heard. Sorry, it is. I, I, mean, I mean,
3: look, I look. I've had a lot of girlfriends, right? But none of them have ever walked out in their bra. I mean, I've never got that. I guess that friendly with them.
1: All right, and and last but certainly not least.
0: Oh so it begins
1: oh God was there a b5 reference in this movie
3: I'm not sure most people in this movie were born when B5 was around I'm however
1: yeah I'm thinking you're right Jeff
3: uh however except for um, those
1: uh, except for those uh marshals that look well, like us yeah, that's
3: yeah and, and Gerber or whatever the hell his name was um <laughs> he was not I can tell you that right now. No, he was not. No, and, and no, there was nobody that was uh, tied to Babylon Five. I couldn't even find a key grip. So
1: no,
4: I, I will say, and this is a side note. I'm being visited by my oldest, and uh, it has been a marathon over the last two days of B5, which is still playing in the background here. Nice. He loves it.
1: Very well done. <laughs> I
4: mean, it's. I mean, it's the story. God,
1: I can't.
3: We can't. The story is amazing. the first four seasons i just it's a travesty the fifth season just travesty
1: yeah i know all right there you go folks that is it with um uh catching up with ken the clips we are now moving on to our review of this great and fantastic film ken buddy this is yours okay give give us the review Uh,
0: we've
2: said a lot about this i think the general consensus is it's a good movie i liked it it's a movie you gotta pay attention to. It is beautiful in a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. Shot very well. Good sound, good music. The main three characters have a, a solid relationship. A lot of you know their interactions are interesting. And I think Jeff pointed out, they each have their own deal they're doing. I mean, they're together, they're sort of working on this team, but they usually playing they're all playing their own game. And then you've got other characters. A lot of supporting roles, which they do a solid job as well. It's kind of gory, kind of rough, uh, you know, ripped from the headline sort of thing. It's not really based on any real, you know, true life story. It's all it's it's fiction, uh, but I liked it. I think a listener that hasn't seen it would like it if they saw it. It is streaming on Amazon. I'm sure it's available in other sources as well. I'll give it a solid 8.
1: Jeff,
3: I'm going to I'm going to agree with Ken. I I think it's it's a solid 8. Um on on all the all the levels but i i really think if, if if people want to watch something with um with good visuals and sound as far as uh, them intertwining to pull you into a movie um I, this is one of the best ones in recent memory so i would agree with an eight all right nice uh reverend
1: you around Mm-hmm. what do yes. you
4: think uh, I, uh, I liked it. I think I told you that. I liked it a lot. Um, I probably can't go quite as far as, as you two did, but I would go seven and a half, seven and three quarters. Uh, it, it is a, uh, it's an actioner. Uh, if, you're, if you liked some of the movies that I've really adored recently that we've done, like 13 Hours and stuff like that, it's of that ilk uh, in terms of you know, I found the characters enjoyable and intriguing and just fun to watch. Uh, in their own separate ways other than the sticking the butt, you know, FBI person. Uh but I just I liked it. I liked it. I'll give it a seven and a half. All right.
1: Very nice. Uh my my review on this one is I actually I'm gonna go with uh uh Jeff and um Ken on this. I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Great movie. Um just for the cinematography alone is is solid. So there you go. Well, there, there you go, folks. That is it with the uh, the Bankey Move Review, episode two. What did I say this was? Two eighteen. I can't see him. Two eighteen. There you go. Yeah. Episode two eighteen. I'm your host, signing off.
4: <laughs> is that my house. Yeah. I think that's Nolan yelling at his dog. Oh god. <laughs> that's the. I think he's probably <laughs> peeing again or something. You know. <laughs> wait I tell you did i tell you that dog all by himself when he, he takes calls. a dump it sounds like you're it smells like you're in a cattle yard <laughs> i didn't think one single animal could humanly have that bad of a smell but that's just me oh God. Do, you, do you have to get to shovel that in the uh into the uh the doggy bag there well if, if he does it at night it's kind of like radium it, it's like it it, you know, it, oh. it it glows a, a throbbing green, I'm assuming. And, and it sticks to his hair. I mean, not sticks to his hair. That smell sticks to his hair. I mean it's <sighs> it like takes ten minutes just to dissipate. It's the US could use it for chemical warfare, non lethal chemical warfare. <laughs> <laughs> you spatter that up on a bunch of folks that are just raising hell somewhere, just and they would go running and screaming to their mamas like you couldn't believe it's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's got a lot of work to do this week. A lot.
2: Yeah, I got. I got a little bit of editing new do. All right, you're making folks. it easy for him, not harder. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Just
1: all right. There you go, folks. That is it with the man cave movie review, episode two eighteen. Hope you enjoyed the show. I am your host, Steve Michael, signing off with my good and dear friend, Ken. Hey, is anybody need the uh, insulation
2: for their house, Ronnie? <laughs> Steve. Sign the paper. Sign the paper. <laughs> this podcast, everything was done according to the book.
1: I, I'll sign the paper. All right, and also saying farewell. I'll do it. Aviadorzan or our other good and dear friend Jeff. You know, cigarettes will stunt your growth. Muncie,
3: Steve. Time to meet God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also saying farewell. I'll do Aviadorzan, Vega, Ciao. What? Is our good <laughs> near friend, or very good near friend, the Reverend Deuteronomy Skags?
4: You know, Steve, you you should move to a small town, somewhere where the rule of law <laughs> still exists. <laughs> After tonight, you will not survive here. You're not a wolf, and this is the land of wolves now. And that nice.
3: was—I've got all about that. That is a great—that's a great line. It I'm is.
4: sitting here going. I was. I expected to hear every one of you guys say it ten times tonight. Huh. And I'm like, nobody's gonna say this.
3: Nobody's wow. gonna say well Yeah,
1: I'm gonna leave it open for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it with the man cave movie review with, uh, episode two. How's As- your What? Oh my god! Would you just shut the hell up so I can close this out? All right, folks. That's. Who the hell's got the goddamn cricket thing going? I know who it is. And it ain't me. It's gotta be Muncie. <laughs> Muncie's gotta be the one of the fucking cricket's thinking.
5: <laughs>
1: oh, God. Oh. All right, that's it with folks. That's it with the Ban K Movie Review, episode 218. We will be back for another great and fantastic film. Until next time, ciao.